Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name's Jim. Thank you for riding along today. In our backyard here in Northeast Kansas, we have a swing set. We installed it years ago when we started having grandchildren, and it served its purpose pretty well. My wife has just repainted it in anticipation of the grandkids coming for a visit here in a week or so. But the sad story about this whole thing is all but probably one of them have outgrown it, so no one will probably even use it. Maybe some of them will use it as gymnastics equipment, and the youngest grandson may play on it for a little bit. But it's gotten to the point where we're talking about taking the swings and the gliders off and putting a porch swing on there so we can sit back there and look out at our front hay meadow and our barn and talk about our day, talk about our future and our dreams, talk about our grandchildren and family we love so much. And as I go out and look at that old swing set that is now a nice shade of green instead of the black that she painted it years ago, I start remembering the swings and the teeter-totters and the slides back on the playground of my old elementary school, back there in the little town that I was raised in, in the mountains of north-central Colorado, 8,000 feet above sea level. Our elementary school was a great big red brick building, two stories tall. And you walked in the front door, it faced the south, so you folks would drop you off there on the north side of the street. You walk into the schoolhouse, dip down into the basement and go down the hallway and you walk all the way through, come back up the stairs and there's the door to the back of the school building. You walk out, immediately there's a tetherball pole there with a big yellow tetherball and you can stand there and hit that ball, try to hit it over your buddy's head, and have it wrap around a couple times, and all of a sudden your friend hits it a good one and hits you in the head and it keeps going. And all of a sudden all the momentum you've made is taken up, and he's got three wraps on the pole with that tether ball. No, oh, no, what am I going to do? And you do your best, and you hit the ball as hard as you can. And goes around once and then he regains his lead and goes around a couple more times and all of a sudden the ball's wrapped totally up and he wins the game. And immediately you say, best two out of three. When you're done with tether ball, you go to the corner of that playground there over by the next street over and there's a merry-go-round. Now our merry-go-round is not like most merry-go-rounds you see in pictures of the old days merry-go-rounds. This sucker was an octagon, I do believe. It might have been a pentagon, but there were two-by-four seats, and you sit on it, and your legs dangle over the edge, and there's a bar about chin high, maybe forehead high, and you hang on to that. You start going around and around and around, faster and faster people are pushing you some kid that started going around and around trying to get on and he flies off out into the gravel and the weeds and you're going and you're going and faster and faster getting so dizzy you might regurgitate the one rule of the merry-go-round the teachers always made you understand that you understood this rule 
So if you fall off inside that merry-go-round, you do not raise your head. You just cover up and stay as low as you can. So if you raise your head, it's going to kill you. Guaranteed. Those pipes that are holding it all together are going around and around faster and faster. So you don't even want to fall off inside of it. You just want to hold on as tight as you can. And if you're real brave and your stomach's in good shape, you can keep your eyes open if you can. Finally, it'll come to a stop. Big old trench around it from kids running around, running around. Well, if you can walk after that one, you might stumble over to the sand pit. It's a big, short block wall made out of center blocks. They painted green, dumped a load of sand in there. Some kids play in it, but you know the people's cat from across the street probably uses it for a toilet. So go ahead and play in that. I'm going to go over to the teeter-totters. Oh, those teeter-totters are something else. Big, long, thick pieces of wood balanced with a bar on the middle. And you go up and then you go down. Your buddy's on the other end of it, up and down. And up and down. And while you're up, you better hope that he doesn't slip off of there and you go hurtling down to the ground full speed ahead. Bust your butt like nobody's business. Everybody's laughing at you, thinking it's pretty funny. You're actually kind of hurt. So you kind of limp over there to the monkey bars. They're probably the closest thing to the baseball field there is. The old baseball field where you play in the summer all day long. The place where you played Little League Baseball. And there's the monkey bars. Probably a structure about 12 by 12. Going up a couple stories. Then on the top of it, it's kind of pyramid. It's not 12 by 12. It might be 6 by 6. Three stories high. Now a monkey bar story is different than a building story. So don't get all goofed out on me here. But it's still standing 12 feet tall anyway. Maybe more. Probably not. And you're playing king on the mountain. And you push the kids. And you're having fun. And the girls are playing on it. And they do a somersault on their dresses. And everybody goes, Oh, that's gross. You're not supposed to do that. I'm telling. Who's that kid's always going to tell on you? You know, there's always one. And you play and you play. And you hope you don't fall off. One time, one kid did fall off and busted his arm. I remember that. We're supposed to be really, really, really careful on the monkey bars. You don't want to hit it with your face on the way down. Fall off the very top and you hit your mouth on the bars below. You might not have any teeth. You look over that schoolhouse over there. And you know on the second floor, those windows facing the tetherball court, is Mr. T's office. He's watching you, making sure you're not fighting, making sure you're not pushing some kid off of a ride, making sure if somebody falls off the merry-go-round, they slow it down. He's always watching. You know that, even though you can't see him. You survey the whole playground. It's mostly dirt and gravel. If it rained a little, there's mud. Patches of weeds and grass here and there. And you go over to the swings. And the swings are big metal structures. And the swing seat is made out of a board. And you can stand on that and get pumping with your knees and your legs and go higher and higher. 
or you can sit on it and really get going thinking, man, if I could go just a little bit higher, I can go all the way around. Or old Butch or Bill yells at you, bail out, don't be a chicken, bail out, and you bail out. That's always fun because you're flying for a second, walking around, maybe Patty will kick you in the shins. Why'd you kick me in the shins? Well, there's no good reason except that you're a boy. These girls kicking you in the shins. And then you gotta go and do the best ride on the playground. You go to the slide. And I swear it's 20 feet tall, but it's probably 15. I don't know. It was very tall. And it was a big tin slide. And it was always facing the south. So it got lots of sun. And if you touched it, it'd burn you. So you'd burn your butt going down. I knew kids that were pushed off three-quarters of the way up there. And that was the biggest rule in the world, is you don't push someone off those steps as you're climbing straight up, holding on to the bars on each side. Don't push somebody off. And if you do, by golly, well, Mr. T had probably watched you. The other rule on the slide, besides don't get burned and don't push someone off or don't jump off, is when you get to the bottom, get out of the way because they come barreling down there 100 miles an hour. It's usually a mud puddle at the bottom. And if there's no water around, well, then it's just gravel. Almost guaranteed to rip the knees of your jeans. It was a fun time. There were probably other pieces of playground equipment, but I cannot remember them. Later on, they took all that stuff out, put shorter swings, a little spaceship instead of the monkey bars. You could kind of crawl around in. If you fell, I guess you might fall a foot. I don't even think they had a merry-go-round anymore. I'm sure the old tetherball pull survived, though. Unless some kid got hit in the nose and went running to his teacher crying. That's about all it takes anymore. Some kid get hurt, it's gone. So many of us experienced a playground, something similar to what I just described in my old hometown. There are memories there that are priceless. Interaction with your fellow classmates that 60 years later you wish you had that interaction just one more time. Just one more time. Hi, Pop. How you doing today? Jerry, I'm doing good. How the heck are you today? I'm fine, thank you. Sparky and I are just walking around town like usual. Thought we'd stop by, see how you guys are getting along. Are you the only one here today? No, no, Jerry. Palmer's in the back room. Supposed to be chucking onions. He's a little gobbled up whining around here they can't move very well what happened <laughs> I'll let him tell you Jerry I'd probably start laughing too hard couldn't get the story finished why don't you go on back there and give him a shout will do pop thank you talk with you later Homer you back here well, Jerry, yes, I'm back here, 
just shucking onions and singing, having a good time. Come over here and sit down. I don't want to get up. What's those crutches by you there, Homer? Crutches? I don't see any crutches. Homer, come on. You can't kid a kid or where? What's going on here? Well, Jerry, it's like this. Katie and I were going on a romantic walk last night. And it was real nice, and the sun was setting, and the clouds were turning red and pink. And we come up to the little school playground there, and she wanted me to push her on the swing, and I pushed her a couple times. And then I thought, maybe I could go on a swing. So I got on the one next to her, and I started pumping my legs, and back and forth, and back and forth fourth and you know as you get older you kind of get that seasick thing going but I kept going going and going and going and I got higher and higher and next thing I know I don't know what overcame me but I remember bailing out when I was a kid and before I know it I'm flying through the air with the greatest of ease until I landed well I had to go down there to Wheat Town and get an x-ray and they said that my ankle was just sprained and not broken and I'm back here shucking onions. Homer, you got to remember that you're not just a little kid anymore. I know that, Jerry. That's why I did it. Everything you do in life, you're making some sort of a memory that you can visit later on, if it's good or if it's bad. If you choose to visit the good ones and only dwell on the bad, well, I encourage you all to leave the bad ones to just experience and don't visit them anymore. Take heart and hold on to the good memories. Guard them with all you have. Thanks for riding along today. You can find us at babyboomertales.com. There's pictures of the country I speak so much about there. Kindness is one of the most important things a person can show to another human being, another living creature, or to oneself. Always be kind. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out.